As Protestants and Catholics, we worship the same God, we just do it a little differently. For example, Protestants worship God in their Bible studies, fellowship, and spirit-filled services. And Catholics worship God in their beautiful cathedrals, liturgies, and sacred traditions. But that's no reason to behave like prideful little children in the Father's house, fighting over who God loves more, just because we think our way is the best way. For there is no distinction between Jews and Gentiles, and there is no distinction between Protestants and Catholics. The same Lord is Lord of all, and is generous to all who call on Him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. We are all God's children, but the enemy has us distracted and divided against ourselves. Meanwhile, he's destroying our families and robbing our children of their future. We must join forces. Let's stop talking about how we are different and start talking about how we are all the same in our struggles. We are all broken and we all need a savior named Jesus. We like this idea so much we created Broken Catholic, the number one podcast in the world for Protestants and Catholics. Now close your eyes and take a listen as everyday Christians reveal shocking before and after stories of how they resisted or cooperated with God's plan for their life and what happened next. Hi, this is Dr. Scott Hahn and you're listening to Joseph Warren with Broken Catholic. You're going to enjoy everything you hear. Today, my featured guest is Warren Hino. He is the founder and president of NUMA Networks. They're based in Orange County, California, and Warren is a computer industry expert with more than 10 years of experience in the managed IT services field. He served as an IT consultant for the California Department of Forestry, CalFed Bank, and the Department of Health Services, DHS. While working as a contractor, Warren noticed the growing need for quality support for small to medium-sized businesses. So in 2007, he launched Newman Networks and focused on providing clients with enterprise-level solutions for those on a small company budget. Since its inception, his company has been blessed with growth each year. He's doing eight figures plus. They're crushing it. But it hasn't all been roses and sunshine, and he's going to tell you that. And I know God put me in his life uh, about just over a year ago. And man, we walked through some fires together, and we successfully have come out of them. Praise be to God. So I invited Warren to be on the show. And full disclaimer, he is a client of mine, but we're not here to discuss that. We're here to discuss what God has been doing in Warren's life up until today. And hopefully he's going to serve you well and he's going to inspire you to move forward in that decision that you're avoiding, that God has put on your heart, that you know you ought to move in, that's going to just bring more love and compassion and joy and peace and fruits of the Spirit into your life. This is what God wants for you. He loves each and every one of us. All right, so BC Nation, listen up. Warren Hino is here. Warren, welcome to Broken Catholic, number one podcast in the world for Protestants and Catholics. Go ahead and just take like, I don't know, 30 seconds, fill in some of the gaps in that intro, would you? Joseph, I just want to say thank you for having me on your show. And you have been tremendous, like a huge instrument in my life, just in my growth and walk with God and my trust with God. And and it's just been, man, like I... Oh, wow. I almost got a little emotional there. Just like the impact that you've had in my life personally and on my family's life and my business. Just want to say thank you, brother. I just appreciate you. You're so, um, Go yeah, God, man. Go God. amen. God is good. And it's neat how God brings people together just from even across the nation to, to encourage and bless each other. 
So um, I I run an IT company, uh, Numa Networks. You know, we do cybersecurity, and I, I I'm I'm thankful that you said I've been doing this for ten years. I've actually been doing it for over twenty. Wow. Um, yeah, I know. I'm getting old, man. <laughs> but, no, you're uh, just experienced. That's there you go. Oh, there you go. Experience. That's a positive way to spin it. I love it. Thank you. But yeah, I mean, we've been blessed. We work here in Orange County, in Southern California, and we've been getting all these crazy awards like uh, fastest growing entrepreneur, uh, fast, sorry, fastest growing small business, uh, best places to work. We've won both those awards like for our last five years. And it's all by the grace of God, because I never really set out to be like a business owner and entrepreneur, but God called me to it. And you never know when you lay your life down to the Lord, like what he's going to do with it and where he's mm. going to guide you. And so that's Bro. been my, my story. It's been awesome. It's been so oh, true, Alfred. man. But listen, it, it hasn't okay. been all uphill. I mean, like uh, all no. like downhill, I guess is the right way to say it. You know, you've gone through some stuff, down. man, some stuff. And that's just for the short yeah. amount of time I've known you. You've had yeah, stuff yeah. before that. So we're about to get into it. But let's okay. start with a quick icebreaker. Uh, sure. Share something personal about you that very few people in your business life actually know. Oh, man. You know, I think for me personally, my dream when I was young was to be a dad. And um, I don't know if all my acquaintances know I got four wonderful kids. I got two in college, one in high school and one in junior high. I'm celebrating one of their birthdays today. Uh, he wants to go to uh, sushi for his birthday. And I just, their growth and being in their lives and mentoring them as a dad has just been amazing. And I'm really thankful for that. It's like a highlight of my life for sure. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so awesome, brother. So awesome. Yeah. You know, I'm in the journey right now, three kids and four years of marriage. Right. And it's like, <laughs> I didn't grow up thinking I wanted to be like a dad. I grew up thinking I want to run away from my dad. Right. He was so harsh, but man, yeah. here we are full circle. And it's like, I am a father. Yeah, And, you know, it's like one of those uh, shirts you go to the store and you put on and it just fits perfectly. And yeah. You're like, wow, I didn't even know I wanted this shirt. I didn't well, even know I needed this shirt. Yeah. And Joseph, it's almost like this where you get this shirt and you're like, there's no way I could fit into that shirt. Mm. And then you put it on and you're like, by the grace of God, you know what? I think I could do this. Like a glove. God. Like Let's a glove. Go. All right. So <laughs> let's start out. I want to go back in time with you if we can. Yeah. Um, so, you know, your early childhood, you're a kid, right? Everybody's got childhoods. Okay. Some were traumatic. Some were peaceful. Like we all got stories. But really briefly, like paint us a picture. Were you raised with faith? What was the faith? What did life look like as a kid? And then walk us through your teen years real quick, okay? Yeah, sure. Uh, you know, I, I grew up in a church. Uh, my parents attended like a, a Japanese American church in Montebello. So I grew up there and, uh, you know, it was kind of like a, you know, believe whatever you want to believe kind of church. And so I was, I was going there, but I knew something was missing in my life. Hmm. And so one thing that was interesting about me is I got along with all different types of people. So I got mixed up in all these different types of groups, uh, because I got along with everyone. So I hung out with the band nerds and I, I was in the band. Um, I hung, I hung out with like the Asian, like gangster, uh, scene. So I had some friends that, you know, were, were going in and out of jail, you know, one of them, uh, passed away because he got shot mm -hmm. and, you know, I'm hanging out with these guys. I was also really good with my hands and I love cars. So I hung out in the car scene. Uh, they started the movies, the fast and furious off the, uh, street import car racing scene in LA. And so I was in the middle of that. 
and uh you know and the and the druggies too kind of hung out with them as well so we just i just hung out with all these different varieties and bounced from group to group looking for something and when i was 20 um i i heard the gospel at a harvest crusade and i gave my life to jesus and have not been the same since then wow that's my story that is so wild man you know that's something i notice about your personality you're just so likable oh. <laughs> like it's it's really difficult not to like you Right. Yeah. Even even if like we disagree with you, it's difficult not to like you. You just have that <laughs> likable. I think it's the phlegmatic temperament, the most likable of a peacemaker. You're the peacemaker type. And, uh, you know, growing yeah. up. Yeah. Growing up as a little boy, I also was that. Um, yeah. I have since changed a lot due to business and leading teams and stuff, but, uh, man, it was, it's, I resonate so much with what you just said, because like I'm hanging out with the nerds and the geeks. I'm hanging out with the preppy yeah. kids. I'm wearing the silk shirts and stuff. Yeah. And then I'm out, out during lunch break, playing a handball with all the burnouts. Right. You know? It was just my jam, man. So I totally get it. And, and I guess you and I were both looking for something, right? In yeah, all these totally. little communities, we're trying to take one little thing from it, possibly, right? But yeah. then at 20 years old, you find what you were looking for. You find truth himself. You find yeah. Jesus Christ. You give your life. What happened? Was it like a 180 shift in your actual behavior? Or was it just like this hard experience, but like your behavior didn't shift until later? Like walk us through that. What did 20s yeah, look totally. like? So I went to this, you know, Harvest Crusade. It was in Hawaii and, you know, I say the sinner's prayer and all that. And I didn't even know anything was different, you know? So I went back from Hawaii, went home and my buddies called me up and they're like, Hey man, we're going to the bar and let's hang out. I'm like, yeah, let's go, man. So go to the bar, hang out. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm having a beer, my favorite beer. And not to say drink is bad or anything. It's just at this time, this is what God was doing in my life. You know, I'm having a beer and I'm like, this one does not taste good, man. Someone spiked this beer or whatever. Let me get a different one. So I got a different brand of the exact same beer and I'm drinking it. And I'm like, this does not taste good either. There's something really weird going on. It doesn't fulfill me like it used to. So um, as I'm drinking these beers in this bar, uh, I felt like something I didn't know was God then speak to me and say, look around the room. I looked around the room and I saw all these people laughing. I saw this girl, she was half drunk. She fell over. Guy came over and helped picked her up. And I'm like, okay. And the second thing that this voice says is, are they really happy? And I was like, what is going on? And that was the first time I felt God speak to me. So I went into the bathroom. I washed my face. I looked in the mirror and I said, what happened to you when, you when you were at that crusade? Something happened. What happened? And so that was kind of like the journey of just like the Holy Spirit leading me and saying, hey, you know, try this. And I'm going to bring a new group of friends into your life. And now do this. And now step out on your own and go into IT and now start an IT company. And here's some clients. And it just it was just this journey of me and God going on this great adventure that I had no idea was going to happen. And here I am running this uh, IT company, and and it's just amazing. And I'm just super thankful for for it. <laughs> Bro, first off, your stories are fantastic. You have great oh, vignettes, okay. right? You you right. you're clear, you're concise, you're thorough, and man, they're just inspiring little stories. All right, so, so like 
this happens to you, yeah. the bar, the bathroom, are they really yeah. happy? And you're like, ah, what the heck, man? What yeah. happened to me? Yeah. And, and you're recognizing, okay, this may be God speaking to me. And then from there, you start to listen to that inner voice, that quiet whisper of God in your life. You follow and you find yourself on this adventure with God. This is inspiring. And you know how many people listening right now say, I want that, Warren? I want that. How yeah. come I don't hear from him? Or mm -hmm. I used to hear from him. Why don't I hear from him anymore? Yeah. Like the, and that hurts. Like that really hurts. They it feel does. like they're, they're no longer good or they screwed something up and they lost that, that companionship in their walk with God, or they're so screwed up and unfixable that they've never even been given a taste of that. Yeah. Sorry to go deep so quick, but I really want to get right to that pain. What do you want to say to that person listening right there? Oh, man, I want to say so many different things. But like the first thing that comes to my mind is God speaks to us in so many different ways. And if you don't think that God is speaking to you right now, I get it. You know, you might be looking for that really specific, like that voice that I heard, like, are they really happy? And you'll get that here and there. But a lot of times when you look back in your life, you can see that God has been speaking volumes and you've been just too busy to even notice. So Joseph, can we talk about our past, right? The different groups that we were in, right? I got along with the gangsters. I got along with the car guys. I got along with the, you know, the down that, whatever you call it, right? Different groups of band, the nerds. Um, what God was showing us, you and I, at a very young age is how he created us what our strengths are. And whenever you're walking in alignment with God and your best version of yourself is when you can see the history of what God is doing and put those pieces together. So what is Warren really good at? What is Joseph really good at? I'm really good at building bridges and bringing people together. And I didn't even know that, you know, I'm looking at it as a negative, like, man, I'm with this group. I get along with them. And then I got to go to this group to find something else. And I get, and then I realized now that looking back, I mean, I'm over 50. I could say, wow, God was teaching me at a young age in my teens. This is how you connect with different groups. This is how you could help this group get their grades up. This is how you can get this group, stay out of trouble, out of the gang violence. This is how you can pull these guys out. This is how you get the nerves to break out of their shell a little bit, you know, like there's these little opportunities that you have. And so you could actually look back in your past and see God speaking volumes into your life before you're, you know, before you even notice it. You just were so busy. You didn't see it. You didn't hear it. Such a good point. Okay. Such a good point. I think you're spot on. It's such a good yeah. point. You know, recently I was made aware that one of the talents God gave me is encouragement. Yeah, Like I'm a good encourager and like yeah, I, I, I had to break down what did that actually mean? Well, it's to put courage into someone Yeah, where there wasn't courage before so that they move where they need to go when they're scared and they're fearful and they're facing danger. And like to, to propel them right from the pit to the palace. And it's like, wow, that's a superhuman power. Like, why didn't I know I had that? Right. Or, or I've been using it in minimal ways. What if I actually turn yeah. that on? Yeah. Joseph, isn't that amazing how that's why community is so important? 
because something that you do really easily, you need community to tell you like, no, Warren, actually, you're really good at that. And you're like, oh, I am. Like, you just don't even know it. Like, I thought everybody goes into different groups and bridges them together. No, Warren, you're really good at that. Uh, I thought everyone's super encouraging. No, Joseph, you're really good at that. And that's why community and friends is really, really, really important. So an exercise I like to do is I like to ping my buddies, people that know me well, and I'll say, hey, man, can you give me like three words that define me? When you think of Warren Hino, like what are three words that come to your mind? Could you, could you just send that to me? And I'll just do that once in a while, just kind of get a gauge of where, where people are at when they see me and what are some of my strengths and what are some things I might need to work on. Man. Yeah, that's so good. I've done that exercise as well. And it's so clarifying because when you look in the mirror, we don't see objectively, right? But when you speak to people and give them permission just to tell me what you actually see so I can grow, man, you get like reality back from the mirror. And it's so cool. And something you just said, Warren, I I think is powerful. And I just want to highlight it and maybe summarize it for the listener right now. Remember this, the enemy is very real and he's on the attack. He's roaring like a lion across the world, seeking who he can devour and destroy, right? As God says in the Bible. So one of his tricks, as you're listening right now, and I want you to become aware of this, one of his tricks is to make you feel alone in your struggles. You are the only one having this struggle. There's obviously something wrong with you. Nobody else is struggling this way, right? You're alone in your struggles, but in your strengths, you're all the same. You're the same as everyone else in your, your strengths. You're no different. Everybody has that strength. You're no better, right? So like, think about that, how sly that is as a serpent, right? So in your strengths and your talents and your abilities, he doesn't want you to believe that you're unique and you stand out and you're made for a special calling and purpose by God. No, no, you're just like everyone else. Everyone has that gift. Don't even try to amplify it. Don't even try to practice it. There's nothing great about you. And then in your struggles, oh, you're all alone. No one is as broken and screwed up as you. Yeah, exactly. What do you think, Warren? Yeah, so that's why it's super important, I think, just to, like, we have a lot of millennials here working here, young people, and I feel like I do more than just provide them a great opportunity in a in an IT career, and trust me, you work at NUMA for a couple of years, you know, you're going to be able to work wherever you want, because you got all the cybersecurity experience and, and IT experience, that's really good for them, right? And so I could help them with their careers, but I also feel a calling to help them with their their personal being of who they are. And one of the things that people don't understand is that they don't understand that struggling is a real, real thing. So I had a college student. I did college ministry for 12 years uh, while I was starting my company at at UC Riverside. And, um, you know, one of the students I was meeting with, he had graduated. And then I saw him at a wedding a couple of years later. And I'm like, Derek, how you been, man? How you doing? And he's like, dude, I'm doing a lot better. Can I be honest with you? I, I actually almost like killed myself uh, about recently as a year ago after I graduated. And I was like, bro, tell me what happened. What's going on? It's like, well, Warren, I graduated from this prestigious school. You know, I had a bachelor's degree and my parents were super proud of me. You know, Asian parents, hey, you did the college thing. You're, you're, you're going to go for it now. And, you know, he's a good, good Japanese American kid. He graduated. And um, one of the things that I didn't know that no one taught me that it's okay to be fearful and it's okay to struggle. And so what happened is, is I graduated with this great degree and then I was worried, am I going to get the right job? 
Am I gonna now the next you know next iteration? Am I gonna work at the right place? Am I working in the right industry? And all this fear came in, and I didn't know it was normal. And so when I didn't know it was normal and I felt fear, then I thought I was a failure just for experiencing fear. So I wanted to end my life. Wow. I was just like, whoa, you know, that's so wild. So one of the phrases that we have here at NUMA is just to set that stage right away that it's okay to go through struggles. It's not, hey, it's okay to go through struggles. The, the phrase we use here at NUMA is no one struggles alone. No one struggles alone. You got an IT problem. You're stuck. You know what? This is an environment where every senior engineer wants to help the junior engineers. And if you want to take a leadership and a management position at NUMA, because development is important, because no one struggles alone, that mantra is important here. You cannot progress as a leader, as a manager. You can't even stay here if you don't want to develop the others. So mm. that way, when they reach out, it's a culture where people will want to help them. And so I set that groundwork way in the right in the beginning. No one struggles alone. You're going to have the problems. You don't do it by yourself. Could you, you imagine if every church in America had that mantra? Yeah. Yeah. Like, think yeah. about that. Every about Christian it. community yeah. actually lived no one struggles alone. I mean, this is a mantra from the, the early church fathers, sure. right? They yep. shared the provisions. Everything. They shared everything. everything. No yes. one struggled no one was in need the bible yeah. says no one was in need everyone had what they needed like yeah. this is the problem man this is a yeah. problem is that we watch others struggle alone we isolate ourselves and go and struggle alone and yes. we're in a culture of isolation yes. rather than community and service to others Exactly. And that's a big problem. And Joseph, can I encourage the parents and the dads listening too as well? Let's go. Wouldn't it be amazing that if every child heard from his parent, no one struggles alone. In our family. In our family. From their dad, from their mom. I struggle too, but guess what? I don't struggle alone. No one struggles alone here. If you're a member of this family, you do not struggle alone. It's setting that expectation right at the beginning you know what you're going to go through trials you don't have to struggle alone god is always going to be there with you and mom and dad will be there too you know it's like let's do this together you got a community bro right bro i'm just saying like bc yeah. nation if you were looking right now for that one thing god wants you to lean into in your life this yeah. week and for whatever reason you decided to click on this podcast and listen to this episode today, that's your takeaway. That's where God's calling you to move, even if it's uncomfortable. And it's going to be uncomfortable. Anything worthwhile is uncomfortable at first. Yeah. No one struggles alone in this family, in your family. Make that a thing today. Yep. Today. Today. And don't care if wife and kids or husband and kids look at you weird. What? What are you talking about? Say, this is our new thing. No yeah. one struggles alone in this family. And as leader of this family, if, if you're the dad, like you live that every single day and just lead and set that example. It'll be new. It'll be different. It'll be awkward. It'll be uncomfortable. And then soon it will be a habit. Yeah. And then soon they will follow. And then soon no one will struggle alone in your family. Yeah, totally.
I mean, it's not just Asian culture. I think it's any prideful male wants to hide the problems that we're going through. And I'm not saying to wear your, you know, thing on the sleeve where you go home every day and you say, a client yelled at me today, guys, you got to pray for daddy. And I'm not saying to be a pansy like that, right? Like you got to be, you got to be, you got to, you got to take a bull up by your horns, right? But at the same time, I think it's okay to say, hey, you know what? Dad's a little nervous. This is what's going on. You know, the world's changing. COVID's causing this, shutdowns, and this is where I'm going through. And that way they can kind of see, they, they're watching us as models. Like how does dad handle adversity? Mm. You know, what does he do? Does he ignore it? Does he pretend it doesn't happen? So true. Right? And so, so true. Dude, I come, I come, dad prays, you know, dad's I come home from the dad. chiropractor, right? Going through this upper yeah. cervical care for years now. And just, you know, after a, a, an adjustment, a decompression or whatever on my neck and everything, it's like, I come home feeling like I was just in an MMA fight <laughs> and I'm just physically drained. Right. And that's an hour drive home. And then I walk in the door and my baby's, you know, daddy, pick me up, daddy, this, daddy, play, daddy, this, yeah. you know, and sometimes it, I mean, it's heart wrenching, but I have to look him in the eye sometimes and say, daddy can't right now. Mm. Daddy, why, why daddy's daddy is your neck hurt. Yep. Daddy's neck is hurt, but it's healing. You know, daddy's just going to take a break right now and, and I'll pick you up and give me about 10 minutes or so. Okay. And I just kind of talk him through it and it, it, it stabs me in the heart. Right. every time but at the same time i'd rather not pretend nothing's going on yeah. so i verbalize it right and i show i show my weakness i show my vulnerability and yeah it sucks yeah. for sure it does you know but and i want them to see that that's okay it's okay yeah. to do that and we have to model courage to the next generation and also to our kids and courage is not going through in the absence of in the absence of fear it's going through in the midst of fear that's right set that model Set that model. Let's go. All right, Warren. Come on, man. Come on, man. We're just doing this. We're doing this. All right. So you're in your 20s. You you start on this adventure with God. Okay. You start this company. You have yeah. massive success with yeah. it. All of a sudden, you're this businessman you never thought you would be because you just started saying yes to God. Yes. More than you were saying no to God. Yeah. And then you find yourself at the top, but we don't always stay at the top, do we? <laughs> yeah. Tell us what happened next. Paint us a vivid picture. Oh, you mean like what happened a couple years ago? Sure. Uh, yeah. So we were, we were going pretty quick. Um, you know, organically, no investors, no peony. We, we, we got to $10 million, um, top line revenue. And uh, we we're setting set an example of what an IT provider would look like. And, you know, Numa's a place to be at. And um, I, I, I got it. I let it get away with from me a little bit. And I think what happens is you kind of forget who you are. You kind of forget, you know, what your, what your swim lane is, you know, your ideal client, your ideal, your, your, your ideal employee, you forget your values and you're just going after it, you know, it's just like, Hey, let's close that deal. Let's close this deal. I'm getting real excited at the deals and you're forgetting who, who we are. So that's kind of what happened. And God really, really humbled me. Um, so what happened is we started to lose accounts. Um, I started a new division that was blown up with a good buddy of mine from church and it was ticking off, but we had to separate, uh, not, not anything crazy or anything. It was just like, you know, people are getting jealous and winning certain contracts. And so we had to separate. So we had to separate the company and I broke my heart. I had to sell a division off of that. 
um, clients started to leave and, and some staff, you know, started to leave. And I was like, what's going on? God, why? You know, you wanted me to grow this great company and now these things are happening. What's going on? And I didn't know it at the time, but God was just really preparing me to go to the next level, uh, not just in business. That's one part of it. Um, not just in being a model to my kids, um, but also just um, in my walk with him and in my relationship with him, you know? Mm. So I reached out to you and, uh, you know, started getting together with you. And, and you're like, Warren, you, you spend time with God in the morning? I'm like, yeah, you know, I fit it in here and there. It's like, you were like, power hour. I'm like, okay, power hour, what's that? Like, you need an hour, spend time with God, you know? And I'm like, ooh, an hour, spend time with God. Okay, well, you know what? I'm up anyways, because I wake up in the morning, I'm stressed out about these action items I got to do, this overwhelming amount of work, and I got to try and keep this employee, I try to keep that client, and, you know, I don't know where I'm going and all that, so I'm stressed out every morning. You know what? I'll just, I'm not productive anyway, so I'll spend that time in prayer. And, you know, it's, it's so neat because God is so amazing. You would think like the answers would come right away. And little ones do. Like, don't get me wrong. And I was getting some vision and some direction and some dreams. But really, he's just trying to bring us back to himself, you know, bring back that first love and reveal himself in that way first. And that's kind of like the big thing I think for me has been a revival just in my knowledge of who God is and his in my small place in this earth and how he is so interested in everything that we do and wants to be there for us in every step of the way and heal our marriages and help us to be better parents and be there for our children and heal our businesses and be more strategic in our thinking and our strategy and business, how we go to market and just all these little things that God just wants to be really a part of in an intimate way in our relationship first. Super amazing. You know what I take away from that story, which is amazing, and how honored I am that God picked me to participate. Yeah, in, you, brother. Thank right? you. Right? In, so in, in, awesome. in his story in your life. I yeah. mean, so cool. And, uh, you know, the morning time, you're stressing out, waking up, you're up anyway, but you're spending yeah. all that time worried. Yeah. Getting worried about the future, <laughs> worried about the next day, not actually producing anything in that time. Yeah. And what you had chosen to do unconsciously, it sounds like, is every morning you chose to struggle alone. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, that's humbling. But, yes, that is exactly what I was doing, struggling alone. Yeah. And God, said, in, God said, invite me in. Yeah. Invite me into your struggle. Rather, rather than just invite me in, give it to me. Yeah. Give it to me. So what happened when you started to do that? When you started to hand off to heaven uh, your worldly anxiety? Oh, man. A lot of things started to just really start to come together. Um, I think I needed to work out my muscle of thankfulness because uh, there were a lot of great things happening. We had a lot of clients that loved us. I had a lot of staff that were like, Warren, I'm all in, you know, and I'd hear that but I'd be focused on this one client that's upset or this one staff that wanted to move or, you know, you just focused on these really nitpicky little things. And so I had to kind of like get rid of the per perfectionism and then embrace like bad things happening as maybe this is a good thing. God, what are you trying to teach me? And, and just really embrace like the fact that maybe he's trying to draw me closer to, uh, to himself. Um, and then also like Joseph, if I can talk, talk on this a little bit, I, I, I realized that I had some PTSD, 
And so, you know, PTSD, a lot of times we hear PTSD, we talk about PTSD in the military, obviously, you know, these guys are in life and death situations, their buddies are, are dying right next to them. And so like, oh, okay, you're in the army, you saw combat, you got PTSD. The wild thing about PTSD, it's when you actually think in your mind that you were going to die or you were going to fail and it was going to crumble, whether or not you had actual mm. bullets coming at you at or, or not, the reality is in your mind, did you think you were going to die? Did you think it was going to be over? So it's and, whether or not the perception was real to you. Exactly. Yeah. And in that case, we all have a little PTSD. And so I think what I'm, what I've been really trying to learn, what God is teaching me is, Warren, all these things that I'm showing you, like, hey, this client's unhappy. You have an opportunity to pivot your company here. You know, you can work with this employee there. Maybe you don't have a cultural fit with this staff member. Make an adjustment. All these things that God is revealing to you, he wants to show you, but you're over-responding in PTSD. And he can't give you the data that you need to fix some of these things because if he shows you what they are, you negatively over-respond in negative emotion and PTSD. Hmm. So it's kind of like coming back and saying, okay, God, I'm going to take this data that you're giving me, teach me how to respond and not over-respond emotionally in the negative. And that's where you are amazing at, for sure, helping me with that. Dude, that is so powerful and and relevant for each of our lives. I could speak, you know, for me, like I I still today struggle with that is just chronic disappointments. Yes. Chronic disappointments. And I know you've struggled with that. Like there is PTSD, like trauma. When you go through another fail, you try another thing, you put all your hope in that basket and all these emotions of like, it's going to work. It's got to work. I hope it works. Right. And then it doesn't work. And you're just like, again, what's the point? What's the point of even trying again, God? Right. Like, when are you going to give me another win? Right. And there's definitely some PTSD going on there and negative emotions. So like, is there a successful formula you've picked up here along the way that you could teach? Is it a one, two, three? Is it, is it a, a 60 second reminder? Is it, what do you do? Yeah. So I've been really studying the book of judges and primarily Gideon's story and Gideon has been my story the last couple of couple years. Consumed with fear, worried about the enemies, worried about what others think, you know, worried about building an army. Okay, great. The army's here. Oh my goodness. I might lead them all to death. I need a fleece. I need confirmation, God. <laughs> Am I supposed to lead this army? Because there's a bunch of people following me here. <laughs> you know, he's consumed with this fear. And God just stretches them even more. He's like, Gideon, I need you to go and embrace your fear. You're going to do the one thing that you're going to think is stupid, crazy, but I need you to do it because you got to trust in me. I need you to go into the enemy territory by yourself. Go, You need a servant to go with you because you, no one struggles alone. Fine. You could take one person, but that's it. Go into enemy lines. I need to show you something there. And when he went into the enemy lines, he saw he heard this uh, the uh, Amalekite having a dream, and he he found out that that other person was struggling with fear too, which is really phenomenal. But the one thing that Gideon had that his enemies didn't have, he forgot. 
And so when he went back to camp and he realized this one important thing, he said, guys, we're actually going to win this battle. I went into the enemy camp thinking we we're going to lose. No, we're actually going to win. You know why? Because God is on our side. So tomorrow when you shout, you're going to say, for the Lord is number one. And Gideon, guess what? For the Lord and God, you're calling me? You're calling me to be the leader? All right, I'm going to embrace that. We're going to go. You know, really interesting, Joseph. I have a lot of uh, uh, people who run companies that aren't people of faith, that are um, – uh, atheists, they have so much faith, more faith than believers. It's the wildest concept, you know. I'm like, bro, what if your your company fails, or what if this happens? You're like, that's fine. We'll be, we'll, I'll be okay, you know. Then something else will come up. The universe has something else for me to do, and they have these weird concepts. And here we are, broken Catholic, talking about Protestants, and we all believe in faith and God and Jesus, and we're like, oh no. My life is over. My business is over. My marriage is going to fail. You know, all this. My kids are going sideways. Yet we're the one that's supposed to be like, no, for the Lord and Warren, we're going to do this. <laughs> and I think we forget that everything we do is a partnership with God. Everything we do is a partnership with God. And we're partnering with someone who is, I think you used the phrase, Joseph, you're not talking to the CEO of the universe when you start your day without him. <laughs> that was something I will never forget that, you know, I need to talk to the CEO of the universe. I need to talk to the marriage counselor, awesome marriage counselor of the universe. I need to talk to the, the model dad who's like the perfect dad. I need to talk to this person every morning and remember he is on my side. So it's a change in perspective. Wow. Yeah. BC nation. If you want to be a better mother, Go speak with God, man. Let's go. go speak with God, you know, ask him to teach you. Speak with his mom, right? Mary, like she watched yeah. her son go to a cross yeah. in front of her and hang there and physically die. The boy she brought into the world. You think you got pain? She understands pain. Speak to her about that. Listen, you want to yeah. be a better CEO? Go speak with the CEO of the universe. You sure. want to be a better father? Go speak with the father of the entire humanity. Yeah. Right? You want to be a better son, a better daughter? What do you want to be better at? Whatever it is, yeah. Jesus, the Father, the Holy Spirit have already filled that position. They're the best in the universe. Absolutely. Yeah. And the Go cool to thing, them. The Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost, I, they, they, they want to have a relationship with us. You know, they, they, it's, just, it's just so cool. And God wants to have a relationship with us. It's just amazing. You know, the Trinity itself, yeah. themselves, yeah. is a family, right? It's the model yeah. family. It's the one, two, three, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Why is it not just one? I don't right. know. It may have something to do with no one struggles alone, even God. Mm. <laughs> not that God struggles. I mean, that's yeah. high-level theology outside my pay grade. But, yeah. but, like, think about that. Like, God is saying, hey, there's three persons in me. Yeah. Like, why are you walking alone in the darkness? What are you doing? Yeah. Stop. So, and Jesus was always talking to the Father, you know? Always. He's a model for us, you know? So always, maybe. right? Yeah. And it's like, man, I got a buddy right now, Warren. He's, I'm at a party, man, at the house. They finally, after four years, got their custom home built, and it was just been a nightmare <laughs> with contractors. But it's this, this busyness has been become a wedge in his marriage in his yeah. marriage 
And I'm at the party and he pulls me aside and he goes, dude, my wife, man, she's pulling away. She won't pray with me. She won't blah, 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 blah. She's out partying. She's out doing a, and then the wife pulls me aside because I'm friends with both of them. And she goes, man, I can't take it anymore with him. I'm at my wits end with him. I don't know what to do. And I'm just like, whoa. Yeah. I always come into a housewarming and I'm watching a marriage fail. Yeah. Right. And I showed up to serve and speak to him or whatever. And his pride and stubbornness is refusing to take it serious how close to divorce he is. And he's about to lose everything he has. This is my really close buddy. And I'm like, dude, are you willing to risk it all because you want to struggle alone? Seriously? I'm right here. Do you know the work I do? Yeah. Do you know how quickly God can turn this around? And you're going to be prideful and take the risk that, oh, it's really not as bad as I think. Here's the lie the enemy has for all of us. You've got more time. Yeah. You've got more time to fix it. Don't yeah. worry about it now. There's other things. Right. You got to get the movers, you know, that you got to do this. You got to do that. Meanwhile, yeah. your wife's about to walk out on you. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have more time. Tomorrow is not promised. Yeah. Lean in and be a better father. Be the best husband you can be. Be the best mom and wife you can be. Like, lean in. This is it. Don't struggle alone. Ask for help and run to God. Yeah. Like, Warren, your story is so inspiring, bro. Okay. No, Great. it is. It is. And it's God's right. story. I say it all the time on yeah. the show. It's mm-hmm. God's story told through your life. It's not our it's story. Exactly. Absolutely. Right? God is teaching his children about himself every time he shows up in one of our lives to others. Right? We learn more about him. And I'm learning so much about God right now just in the way he's traveled with you on this adventure. Sure. And I, I'm so, I admire you so much in how you've responded. And mm. how you've responded to him, how you've cooperated with him. Real quickly, what was the biggest thing you resisted him on? Oh, yeah, that's pretty easy, actually. So, um, you know, sometimes you read through the word and you get these verses. And you're like, oh, that's so encouraging. And that one's so great. You know, I think for me, the verse that was always hard for me to understand up until the last few years after COVID was... Um, to count it all joy when you face trials and persecutions of various kinds, you know, like I couldn't understand that. I think for me, when I read that verse, it was like, Oh, just, just be happy because you know, you have salvation, just be happy because you have salvation. But it wasn't really sinking in, you know, and now I'm starting to really understand that sometimes these difficult things is how God uses us to get his attention, to get our attention. Sorry, not God's attention, get us to get our attention. And we can count it joy because it's like, wow, God, what are you, what are you trying to show me here? You know, what are you trying to do in my life? Okay. Like I want to know. I mean, you think about Gideon's story, like (laughs) his courage and his mind shift of, Oh God can do this. And God's calling me as a partner to do this. It set a whole nation free. <laughs> I mean, it set a whole nation free of bondage. I mean, if you just think about that, it's like, wow, but there were some trials he had to go through. You know, there's some difficult things that he had to do. They had to take down the idols from his parents' house. And that was scary for him. And I, I think when we embrace the fact that he, he 
loves us and he has our best interests in mind. And yes, he calls us to difficult things. And, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a pronouncement on our health and, you know, we're going through that marriage struggle, like your buddies are going through. This is our opportunity to turn back to God and watch God do miracles. Where is the God that performed the miracles was Gideon's biggest complaint. He's like, Hey, Matt, Matty, man of you're going to set these people free. He's like, I don't see this God of, of miracles. I read about him. I read about the, the, the parting of the Red Sea. I don't see it in my life. And, you know, he did see it because he was able to surrender even the difficulties and even the challenging times. Because when you're in the challenging times is when God is going to show himself to be most faithful. So good. You know, sometimes we go through uh, times in our life where we're challenged and, and God does show up, right? And we see yeah. the miracles and then we go through the most difficult challenges that we've never faced before. And then we forgot yeah. how God showed up in the miracles. Oh, so recently, but Isn't it seems like how a, we are? It's, it's like a lifetime ago. It's like a lifetime ago. It's like, Oh yeah, God did this. And he brought me the girl of my dreams and I prayed yeah. and I prayed and he yeah. finally brought her. And then he did this and cleared the, the path and made it straight. And that was an impossible situation. And then he walked yeah. me out of this. And then it's like a few years later and you're like, ah, where is he? Yeah. Where's the God of the miracles? Yeah. Warren, yeah. what do you do to, to represent yourself to him? Yeah. yeah. So what I would encourage um, people to do, because what I did is a lot of times we put our faith in different buckets in our lives. And for whatever reason, we'll have a lot of faith in this one bucket and, and you just, it's just this, right? Like I've always had faith that God's going to provide in, in, in finances in our family. It's just never something I really worried about. And he always did provide. Um, and, you know, you have these different buckets, right? But when it came to running a successful business, for whatever reason, there was always this fear I had of I'm an imposter. Someone's going to find out that I really don't know how to run a company. And I don't know this and that. And, it's going to catch up to me and and then the floor is going to come out from underneath me. And it's just really interesting that you have to kind of recognize which bucket do you need to put God back into and increasing your faith? Is it the health bucket? You know, you're, you're in a health situation and you feel like you're, you're not going to ever get better. Maybe that's it. Is it in financial provision? Is it in people like God bringing others, like building the army and, and bringing people into your life to help you to do things in the community? Maybe that's it. And it's really good to figure out what that one bucket you're struggling is, is in and invite God into that and say, you know what, God, I seen you provide in these other buckets of life. I just need to bring you and invite you and be more intentional into this one specific area because I need you in this. So I had never been in a situation where our organization was losing like thirty, sixty thousand dollars a month. Never been in that situation before, you know. <laughs> and that's one where it was like, oh, okay, like I gotta really trust God. So if God helped me in this other bucket, He helped me with my marriage. He helped me resurrect that. He helped me be a better dad. He helped me with all these other things. Heal me, different things I was going through, my illnesses. Oh, He can get us out of that one too. Okay. <laughs> God is the God of the whole, my whole aspect of my life and all the moving parts of it. 
list for us the buckets that come to mind in your life, just for yeah. those those out there saying, oh, what buckets, what are all the buckets? How yeah, many buckets? Yeah. Are there so, five? Are there seven? How many buckets? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, in, in the earthly perspective, right, I'd say the most important bucket is relationship you have with your wife. You know, have you invited God into that? You know, I have people come to me and say, Warren, I got marriage problems and this and that. And I'm like, okay, have you invited God into this? And they say, yeah, all the time. Okay. How much time are you spending in the morning inviting God into your marriage? Like, just tell me. I just, I just need a, a number, five minutes, two minutes. It's like, well. And I, and I tell them this. I say, you know what? I pray in the morning for an hour, every morning. I'm going to dedicate 20 minutes of that for your marriage. But I cannot... Don't let me pray more than you're praying for your own marriage. You got to outmatch me because is this important? Yeah, bro, this is important. Okay, if I'm going to do 20 minutes for your marriage, you're going to do an hour for your own. And you're going to invite God in. What do you think? Yeah, I guess I haven't been inviting God into that. All right, that's number one, right? So that'd be bucket number one, be your, your marriage. Uh, bucket number two would be like your family unit. Where are you at with your kids? Are they all over the place? You know, are they are they embracing different values that's important to you and your family? You know, then maybe we're not being a good leader in the values and, and modeling those values. So I would say the family um, bucket's important. Um, personal finances, that's super important. Some people just don't, you know, the Dave Ramsey thing, act their wage. Uh, they spend more than they make. And so maybe that's your issue is you're, you got PTSD and the way you handle your PTSD is you, you go and you go shopping or you go and you, you know, you, um, you, you buy a new car. You know, I, I had a friend that every time he gets stressed out, he buy a new car. You know? So, you know, that's not, that's not going to work. You know, if you got stressed in your something and you got finances, you have somebody got in your finances. So that'd be like the third bucket. That's really important. Uh, and then career, I think that's a really good one too. Is like, are you in alignment with your career? Like your passion, your gifting, the things that you could look back in your life and say, I'm really successful bridging groups, whatever that might be. Um, is that alignment there? You know, like do 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 you even like IT? I've got I've known people that that are doing IT that don't like it. <laughs> you know, I I would say that no wonder your job is stressful. You know, you, 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 we all know teachers, and we all have had teachers that don't like kids. So I mean, if you're a teacher, you know, like kids, no wonder your job is stressful. So you need to get some alignment in that in that direction, right? <laughs> Most of my teachers, thank God, love kids, right? But I mean, we all we've all had that one or two, right? So I'd say, so where are we at? We're at marriage, we're at family unit. We got uh, kids, yeah. we got personal finance, we got career or calling career, bucket. Career calling, absolutely, right? And I would say your health bucket is probably the last one too, just to make sure that that's going in the right direction, you know. Um, yeah. So that'd be like fitness, health, physique, yeah. right? all that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I agree with that. I hope that yeah. served you well, BC nation. And I'm glad I asked Warren for the five buckets yeah. there and Warren, thanks for delivering on that, man. Really appreciate yeah. that. You know, cause we need to have it spelled out to us, especially right. when we're in negative emotions and we're drowning in that PTSD of negative emotions. We just can't see clearly the very things right in front of us. Absolutely. So, Right. Totally, you know right? this. I know this. Yeah. And I think we're just too reactionary. We're not strategic. You know, this is a strategy meeting for yourself, like not just your business, yourself. Oh, man, I need to work on this bucket. OK, cool. You know, we all do New Year's resolutions. Those are just like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go to jail. Is that the bucket you're working on? 
maybe your New Year's resolutions, your resolutions and your daily activities for you personally need to be lining up with one of these five buckets because that's the one God wants you to work on. So let's invite God into that first and then ask him to give you the direction on it. So powerful. Awesome. All right, Warren, we could keep going here, but we can't keep going here because you and I are very important people, right? Especially you. Oh, you're important. Justin. All right, my friend. So uh, this is my favorite part of the show. I want to welcome you to the confession round. I'm going okay. to ask you 10 quick fire questions. You'll yeah. have about three seconds to answer each. Don't overthink it. It's just for fun. It's kind of like yeah. a game show minus the prizes. Are you yeah. ready? Yeah, sure. All right, brother. What's your favorite thing about God? Ah, my favorite thing about God that he, no matter how much of a mess we make of ourselves, he is still there for us. He's like the world's greatest cleaner upper. Oh, dude, total. Total. What is your least favorite thing about God? Uh, Like I shared before, that he actually is okay with us going through the fire and difficult things. Uh, I, I don't always like that, but it's it's good in the end, but I don't always like going through it. <laughs> I don't like his teaching method, right? Yeah. <laughs> Can we use a different teaching method? Yeah. All, all your kids down here, Lord, kind of hate this method. Yeah. You know? That's why we resist it. All right. Yeah. What are you most afraid of? Ah, most afraid of. Yeah, I think like I was sharing earlier, like, you know, the floor kind of falling out disappears underneath you this weird impending doom that never happens never happens yeah just like impending doom wow got it yeah i believe we're all struggling with something at any given moment of our life which is part of the human condition what are you currently challenged with either professionally or personally oh yeah totally like i shared a lot of of it already but just really thinking strategically for my company like i'm a good problem solver hey this is a problem we'll fix it that's a problem we'll fix it um, but just knowing that God is strategic. And so working on strategy for myself instead of responding in PTSD, you know, yeah. just for the incident, but thinking like in the bigger picture, God, what are you teaching me here? What are you showing me here? What is a directional change and perspective change that you want me to make? So being strategic in that. Excellent. So many times on this show, I bring up to UBC Nation, stop asking why questions with God because they're circular. You never get the answer you're actually looking for. Instead, start asking what questions. This is, ah, what Warren, right. this is what Warren has learned to do. He's asking, what are you doing here? What are you showing yeah. me? Right? These are sh- I'm looking for the strategy, God. What is happening? Right? What do you want me to do next? These types of questions. That shifts exactly. everything. What Absolutely. did you spend way too much time doing this past year? Oh, um, worrying about the what ifs. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. yeah, all makes sense. What yeah. secret fear do you have about people? Ah, uh, secret fear that I have about people. Um, that they would be developed faster somewhere else. Um, yeah, something. Ah. Like that. Yeah. yeah, kind of like Gideon, like, God, someone else should lead this army. Yeah. They would do a much better yeah. job. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or, you know, I, I went through this really funky stage early in my marriage when I started having kids. Like, oh, man, my kids would have better life if they had a different father. It was really stupid. But that's that wasn't even from you. That was a lie from the enemy oh, to attack your identity dude. as a father, dude. 100%. Dude. That didn't even originate in your own mind, that, that yeah, lie. Totally. What stupid. do you wish you had learned sooner about God? Oh, right. 
that there are no fa- fatal errors with the people of God. There are no fatal errors with the people of God. Yep. There's nothing you could do to lose the relationship yep. with God. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. There's no fatal errors. Wow. Even if you walk away a million times, there's yeah. the prodigal father with open arms. Absolutely. Back. It's crazy. It's amazing. It's so amazing. Yeah. What's a new habit you're going to create this year? Oh, yeah. Just to be... Um, Instead of something hearing bad news and responding, over responding, PTSD, always asking the what. You know, I, I think I've grown a lot in that. You see me, but I, I feel like I have ways to go. And so I want to get to a point where something crazy news happens and you're like, oh God, what are you doing here? All right, we're gonna figure that out. Super cool. cash. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Like, wow, nothing phases this guy. Well, no, that's because yeah. God is on my side, baby. Absolutely. Let's go. He is. Pick three words to just that. Pick three words to describe who you are now. Uh man. I got resolve. Um let's see. More aware. Yeah. And um intentional. Pick three words to describe who you were uh before. You gave oh, oh, you gave up all these buckets to God and put them yeah. back. Yeah, fearful, um, anxious, and um, uncertain. Okay, got it. Yeah. And last question: If you could come back to life, Warren, and look your family and friends in the eye and give them only one piece of advice about, well, real relationship with God, like who He actually is and who they are to Him, what would you say to them? He is ultimately in control of everything. And he wants to help you become the best version of yourself. Embrace it. So true. All right, Warren, this is the part of the show where you get to give BC Nation, my audience, a homework assignment for this week. What is one action they must take to move forward in their faith journey closer to God? Yeah, be thinking about those buckets that you need to work on. Which one is it you're struggling in? You know, and maybe it's a unique one that I didn't even list, and that's okay. Start by inviting God into it and um, asking Him to give you a strategy and not just be responsive and not over respond in the neg- negative. Yeah, I think that's practical. It's tactical. Yep. It's like something you can move on, it's tangible. Yep. All right, get to it. Start a BC Nation. Get to it. BC Nation, did you enjoy this show, this episode with Warren Hino? I love this guy. Like, we're brothers. We're doing life together, you know? He's more, mm-hmm. so much more than a client he's become. Yeah. Um, you know, we've uh, our wives have met, our kids have yeah. met. Like, like we're Brother. doing it. We're doing it. And, uh, you know, I know. The same name. <laughs> what's that? We have the same name. We have the same name. It's ridiculous. <laughs> and I know that uh one day um warren you and i are going to do eternity together let's go let's go and we're gonna look back on all of this and be like first i'm gonna say what the f yeah (laughs) and then we're gonna be like but let's go it's so awesome but until then let's be the best version of ourselves and have the greatest amount of impact for good in the shortest amount of time Amen to that. BC Nation, go write a review for Warren. He showed up powerfully for you in your life. He moved you one step closer, but now you got to move those two feet. What's that action? What is that decision you must make? 
Whatever that little voice, inner voice, God voice inside of you is telling you right now, that is the truth. That's why it's irritating you. It's going to keep irritating you until you act upon it. So go take that action now, would you? All right. So if we like what you write, we're going to uh, give you a shout out like I'm about to do with Sierra Hoffman. Thank you for your five-star review. Uh, she writes, wow, I love this podcast. Thank you. You are helping this community and I appreciate you. Awesome. Thank you, Sierra Hoffman, for your five-star review. BC Nation, go write yours now. Warren, where do we find out more about you? If somebody wants to connect, it's been so inspired. They're just like, man, how'd you do this? Or they want to work with you. What do you got for them? Where do they go? Yeah, newmannetworks.com. That's our company website. You can fill out the form there. Um, you can add me on LinkedIn and reach out to me. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to connect with you. Warren Hino, thank you for being on Broken Catholic. I wish you God's love, peace, and joy in your life. Thank you. You too, brother. Love you, man. Have you tried absolutely everything and nothing has worked? Have you tried therapy? Have you tried coaching? Have you tried counseling, Christian counseling? Nothing's worked for you, for your spouse. You just want better communication. When you wake up, do you feel like you want to crawl under a rock in the morning time? Is your brain so scattered and foggy at this point that you're not following through with things? You're not keeping your word in the matter. You're letting people down, maybe your own spouse or kids. Do you have way too much on your plate and you're getting more and more frustrated, which is turning into anger? Are you battling addictions right now? Are you an amped up or frantic person with a lot of anxiety and you're off and on a bipolar and depression medicines? If any of these you connect with, then what I do is specifically this. I do not do therapy. I do not do counseling. Those are for people that want to talk about their problems or learn different ways to cope and manage their problems. I don't do that. Reach out to me if you want to get rid of your problems permanently. Like be done with the addiction. Be done with the medications. Be done with the escaping your life because you just feel so powerless in it. If you want those results and you want peace, it's what we all want. We're all chasing it. We had it as kids. We lost it. Life beat the crap out of us. If you want peace, that's what I sell. It's God's peace. So you can find that at josephwarren.net. You can schedule a call with me, complimentary. I'll contribute 30 minutes of my time into your life. We'll get clear on what you actually want. Then we'll see if we're, we want to work together. And that's me interviewing you to see if you're ready. Are you ready to do what it takes? Some people try to come to me, but they're not ready to be coachable. They're not ready to get rid of the problems. Again, if you don't want to talk about your problems anymore and you've tried everything and nothing has worked and you want to permanently get rid of them, go to josephwarren.net and let's see if I'm your guy.